start talking about coaching, I'm here with Nikki and Yannick. Today we have a question and says, um, what if my client needs therapy? What if my coaching clients need therapy? This is a very interesting question. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Ooh. It's a big <laughs> one for Yannick, I reckon. Um, have you? Yeah, well, I've been interested in the, the line or the blurry space, the gray area between coaching and therapy for, for many years. It's, it's something that keeps coming up as a question for people. It's like, how far can I go as a coach? You know, um, it's interesting the way that the question, the question was phrased, the question was quased um, about does my client need therapy? Because that implies that me as a coach, or as a practitioner, mm -hmm. make some sort of assumption or judgment about what my client needs. Mm -hmm. So it'll be super interesting to, um, to talk to the person who asked the question and said like, well, explore that a bit, you know, mm -hmm. because what does it mean to need therapy? Does it mean me as a coach, I don't have the skills to give you what you want? Because mm -hmm. therapy and coaching, they're not very clearly defined. You know, there's a big gray area. Some coaches I've met, they're clearly therapists who call themselves coaches. You know, okay. some therapists, they do some coaching work, but coaching is such a broad range of what it can be. It's difficult to say you need this or you need that. What we can explore is, uh, you know, you, you as a client, like, first of all, what made me th consider that my coaching client needs therapy? Is that a level of depth that I cannot provide? Or is that because they want to explore the past and their relationships with their, with their parents that I feel I don't want to do as a coach or I don't consider coaching? Um, is it because this is, a, this is not a behavioral problem? This is like a character transformation that they're looking for? Or perhaps is it about the client? Do I feel that the client is broken and needs fixing? And I believe that's not what coaching provide, mm -hmm. you know, because often coaches work with people who are resourceful and whole, as we say, you know, and they already have the resources. Mm -hmm. So we just work forward, you know, present to the future. Um, so these are like all good starting points, mm -hmm. but not necessarily definitive definitions of what a coach can and can't do. Because mm -hmm. I met some coaches, they provide very deep work. And I, I also do on occasion... Um, explore uh, relationships in the past and how certain thought patterns were formed you know sometimes I ask questions and I always hesitate a slight bit when I when I ask well I, I we identified these thought patterns that you have and uh, they really hinder you from reaching your goals and doing what you want to do you know there's these ruminations or like you know, negative self-talk, inner critics. Mm -hmm. And uh, I often do ask, well, often these are formed during our childhood or because of past experiences. You know, you might get fired from a job and now you're super careful about taking risks. So I often mm -hmm. explore stuff in the past, not necessarily trying to resolve them, but acknowledging them and tr seeing how far does the client understand the mm -hmm. relationships and the dynamics and how they were formed. You know, who are you now and how did you come to be that person? And then at that point, I have this uh, analogy of, well, we just discovered, imagine you work with somebody who wants to run a marathon and all of a sudden we identify this massive gash, this wound uh, that goes deep to the bone and perhaps there's a bone fracture. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you're like, well, I don't, I'm not a bone doctor, you know, um, mm -hmm. okay, ma yeah. maybe it's not that bad, but it's going to hurt when you run. You know, but maybe you can push through that. We can acknowledge that there's an injury, 
but maybe you can still run a marathon. It's just going to be harder than for people who have very healthy legs. You know, I have some bandages we can put around as a coach. But if you wanted to address the bone fracture or the wound, you know, then you need to go to a person that specializes in those kind mm -hmm. of things. I just don't do that kind of work. You know, and then they would need a therapist if they decided to do that. You mm -hmm. know, and depending on the nature of the wound, that might be absolutely necessary because they can barely walk. Or maybe it's not necessary. And some clients tell me, it's like, yeah, I kind of know if I really want to resolve this at the core, I would need to go to somebody weekly and really process it and go back and feel all the pain again and make sense of it and change the meanings around that. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm not ready to do that. I don't want to do that. I'd rather bear some of the pain in some of the situations that I'm in and just push mm -hmm. through it. Mm -hmm. you know? And then it's up to the client. You know? Does your client need therapy? Does your client want therapy? And am I willing and able to give the client what they need? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think on the on the last sort of what you said, it's making me think like uh, it's okay to speak up and kind of maybe reflect to the client an acknowledgement that you're noticing that you're breaching some topics that, that kind of are um, at the boundaries between coaching and therapy and just make that no, make your feeling about it known if you're noticing mm -hmm. your own discomfort in that situation. But like you say, kind of give them the option of choosing and, and deciding for themselves and, and empowering mm -hmm. them back. So it's kind of keeping up the, yeah, the... The, the assumption that they make their own decisions. No? Exactly. Mm -hmm. the, the, coaching, the coaching relationship um, in the way we understand it now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Well, yeah, I think as coaches we just sometimes need to be careful where we, you know, where we go. And I think it's really listening to your own intuition if I feel I'm out of my depth I'll just probably stop but I've had you know I've had times where it felt like oh this is going very deep um, but then you know I trusted the person in front of me and I just hold space mm -hmm. and the client was crying for half an hour an hour wow. through the story and then you know after that, they actually took ownership, right. and it wasn't that they didn't need to actually go back, go there too much, and yeah. they didn't need the healing process. They actually, the, the talking and sharing was part of that process. But isn't that the healing process? I mean, I'm just yeah, putting myself into so, that yeah. situation. I'm like, if my client would like cry for longer than ten minutes, ten minutes is a lot of crying. Mm. You yeah. know, I would feel like I would feel that's definitely therapy right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, well, you're still holding space. You know, that's still. It w it mm. was very uncomfortable, and to be honest, for me, it was about like, okay, I don't want to just interrupt the mm. process here, but something in me said like, hey. So when she was done, I said, okay, what would you like to create going forward, right? Mm. So part of me was very like, much a in, in that in yeah. that whatever time it was, maybe it was actually fifteen twenty minutes, but it seemed like forever, yeah. right? And. <laughs> um, in that time period, I thought, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to say, are you okay? I feel sorry for you. But then I just hold space and then mm -hmm. came back to the presence. Mm. And I think in that moment, there was, you know, again, seeing the person, right? It it kind of gave me a feeling that she's okay with it. Mm -hmm. Right? And then we went to that coaching question mm -hmm. and she said, okay, enough, enough, enough is enough. I want this change going forward. Right. And I think that was really powerful. And it, and at times, you know, this has happened where I just 
managed to hold space and actually we didn't need to mm-hmm. go into therapy mm-hmm. but it's again really being aware of your assumptions and maybe bringing it up into coaching or supervision yeah and if the the yeah. question is the, if the client wants to engage with it because yeah. that was a that was a like a, a coaching question like what what do you want to create going forward um if she were not able to engage with that question going forward thinking forward if there's still stuff she needs to get off her chest to work through some of the pain. Sometimes you just need to sit in that pain in order to for it to heal mm-hmm. and just voice it. And I think that's when the coach needs to make a decision whether that's coaching or not for them. You know, and I think most coaches will probably decide if somebody just needs to kind of process stuff and we don't know what we're working towards, you know, in the future, then maybe that's not coaching. Maybe that'd be in better hands with somebody who's professionally trained to hold space all the time. You know, because we, as coaches, we do hold space, we do create space, but also we're working with the process and we're moving forward, you know, and then that there's a whole nother conversation, which we'll probably do in a, in a different one of these episodes is about once you decide whether that perhaps therapy or counseling or, you know, psychoanalysis or perhaps even mentoring or consulting or just going to see a friend, like if anything else, but the coaching space that you create if they need something else, if you can't, if you're unable or unwilling to provide what they need right now, then you need to have that conversation, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. refer them or suggest that perhaps this is not the best space to work on what they want to work on. Mm-hmm. And that's how to have that referral conversation. That's that's a really important topic. And I think that would go too far <laughs> right now. Yeah. So. yeah, I think that's very important. I think it's partially putting our ego aside but coming from a non-judgmental place mm-hmm. and sometimes actually being very transparent and asking them, have you considered therapy? Because mm-hmm. I've had this once where... Ooh, you want to be careful with that though because if you ask that, it can sound like you need therapy. Mm. You know, and some people really don't want to hear that. And some people, yeah. regardless whether they might need it or not, you know, somebody might just hear, oh, you think I'm crazy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you think I'm broken? And so with that kind of question, we need to be very careful. I think sometimes it's very appropriate and we need to read the situation, but also there's risks in asking that question, you know what I mean? Yeah, good point. So yeah, uh, it can be tricky because what we don't want to do is make that person feel like they're being rejected in a moment where they're very vulnerable and fragile. Because in that moment where we ask ourselves the question, does that person need therapy? Yeah. Probably we've identified something, we touched on something, like something came up that made us question that. Or perhaps the client is asking, oh, maybe I should see a therapist. Mm-hmm. You know, that means they're really fragile. And at that moment, we have a duty of care and we need to be quite careful how we tread, you know, as coaches. Because we don't want to make them feel rejected because that often is part of why they need therapy mm-hmm. or why they feel they need therapy or why we might feel they need therapy um we want to we want to care for them we want to make sure that they're in good hands but at the same time we also might not want to work with them because that would even be more riskier you know because we might not have the skills especially at the beginning of our coaching journey we might just not have the skills to hold that space mm-hmm. you know some people have that naturally and they're naturally very empathetic and like make they make somebody feel good but if you think about the kind of extreme end of the performance coaching spectrum and somebody has a bit of a mental breakdown or emotional breakdown and they start mm-hmm. crying, you know, you're just like, 
Well, I'm grow model. <laughs> uh, so okay, so you want to not be crying. Uh, what's the current reality? You are crying. It's like, oh no, this stuff doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, and I think it's also maybe the distinction is about realizing. Well, it's yes, you want to come from a place of love and care, mm -hmm. but the person is not necessarily your responsibility. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, I need to save this person, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Often, as coaches, we think like, you know, we're saviors, so we need to. Mm -hmm people are our responsibility yeah and I think it's just getting a fine line there yeah imagine you go see a doctor and then you want to discuss your relationship problems that doctor will tell you I don't do that kind of work yeah you know and if they start breaking down and crying the doctor still doesn't do that kind of work mm -hmm. but they might refer you to somebody or mm -hmm. help you see somebody else who might deal with that kind of stuff you know you have a duty of okay, hey are you alright do you have people to talk to but you don't have to take the, respons onto the responsibility yeah. to give the client everything that they need. Even though we might deeply care and really mm -hmm. want to mm -hmm. give them everything they need. We can't be everything for everybody. Mm -hmm. So I hope that was helpful for you guys. And um, send us your questions. We're always interested in having more of your questions and discussing them for future episodes. And I'd also be really interested if you were in scenarios where you weren't quite sure um, whether you need to refer somebody or not. Uh, Without breaking confidentiality, of course, I'd be really interested to hear about some of these stories and, um, and the thoughts that you had uh, based on our conversation. Let's continue that because we're here to talk about coaching and that includes you. So see you next time. Hey guys, if you enjoyed that, uh, you know what to do. Hit subscribe and send us a question. See you next time.